Hello, Roy here. I just wanted to let you know that you can listen to The Roy Green Show ad-free on Amazon Music, included with Prime. Dwight Newman is a professor of law and constitutional law expert at the University of Saskatchewan, a Monk Senior Fellow at the Macdonald Laurier Institute. Professor Newman, good to have you with us. Thank you for taking the time. Somebody push a button. Help me out, guys. There we go. Everybody's sleeping at the switch. <laughs> How are you, Professor Newman? Oh, I'm all right. And, uh, yeah, happy to be with you to talk about the Constitution. Please, uh, tell us, please, what the bottom line is here. Does Quebec have the power to unilaterally change the Constitution Act of 1867 as it intends to, as I understand it, under Section 45 of the uh, of the Act? Quebec has the power to change uh, the provincial constitution of Quebec. Um, Their claim is that part of that is um, within the Constitution Act 1867, or can be put in there, I guess. And to the extent that they're changing only the provincial constitution of Quebec, they can do that. Um, But they can't change the constitution of Canada as it applies to Quebec. Uh, And that's a fine distinction, but it's an important one. So, uh, I mean, putting it simply, I would say they probably can do what they're trying to do as long as it's only symbolic. If it's anything other than symbolic, um, it's not within the, the power they have to amend the Constitution. Well, it doesn't really seem symbolic, does it? Because they're talking about changing the percentages of students who receive English education and their SEJAPs, their preparatory, uh, two years of preparatory education before you go to university. Also, there's, and I lived in Quebec for nine years not long ago, um, there was also the case of municipalities, if they have less than 50% Anglophone or English speaking, where that's the maternal language, where they have less than 50% of maternally uh, linguistic Anglophones, you're not going to be getting the correspondence or being able to correspond with your municipal government um, in, in, in English. That's going to have to be in French. So that's fundamentally changing, isn't it? Changing the reality. Sure. So those, those they don't claim are constitutional changes. Um, they're doing that just as statutory changes or changes through a, a law uh, that are in the same law where they're purporting to change the Constitution. Um, I, I mean, some of those other uh, pieces will fall to be tested against other constitutional rights or provisions. Um, uh, on some of those, uh, there isn't necessarily going to be a constitutional provision that stops them. Um, but on some, uh, there might be uh, there might be things that people want to talk about. Okay, so where are, what are those pieces? Where are they running into potential uh, difficulty? Where's the fence? Where would the notwithstanding clause maybe be necessary for Premier Legault? Yeah, so the notwithstanding clause, interestingly enough, can't be used against uh, the language rights provisions of the Charter. Um, so anything that's within the language rights section of the Charter of Rights and Freedoms in Section 16 through 23 um, is actually exempt uh, from the notwithstanding clause. Um, and uh, there, there are certain rights around access to schooling and so forth um, uh, that uh, I think Quebec will be, uh, well, they've other times too tried to walk a bit of a fine line on some of those uh, and things get very detailed very fast as to if they've crossed over and there will be people looking at that. Um, there's another piece of the Constitution Act, uh, 1867, Section 133, and again, the notwithstanding clause doesn't interfere with, uh, or doesn't provide any way around that for a province, as mm. it were. Um, and that sets out certain uh, rights in terms of 
uh, speaking in the uh, in the Quebec uh, Legislative Assembly or National Assembly uh, in both languages. Um, certain um, provisions around the exercise of government in both languages, whether it protects people, um, uh, citizens speaking to government in both languages, um, that, that would be something that might need to be tested out in the cases. I don't think it's clearly in the text. Yeah, I mean, Legault was anticipating some challenges. That's why he started talking about using the notwithstanding clause if necessary. So clearly he was expecting some pushback. That's right. Yeah, and uh, I mean, the notwithstanding clause would avoid a challenge based, say, on uh, freedom of expression issues. Um, if the uh, the notwithstanding clause is used, uh, then there wouldn't be a freedom of expression challenge, which has been part of the challenge before on issues like commercial signage under the old uh, Bill 101. In a sense, um, this legislation is uh, sort of today's version of Bill 101, um, and uh, Quebec is saying that they, they won't subject that to uh, freedom of expression tests that uh, that would relate to some parts of it otherwise. Does the 1982 uh, repatriation of the Constitution fit in here anywhere? Um, well, it fits in in the sense that a number of the pieces of the Constitution that we're talking about are from 1982. That's okay. when the, the so, charter was added. So part B of the question is the fact that Quebec didn't sign in 1982, right. does that change the the borders, yeah, the edges I mean, anywhere? That's part of the historical backdrop and sort of a a historical uh, resentment that one hears um, from in Quebec. Um, uh, at the same time, uh, an overwhelming proportion of Quebec members of parliament um, in the federal parliament voted for the constitution at that time. Um, the 1982 constitution was legally adopted uh, according to, uh, to the courts concerning the amending formula that existed at that time. And so it, it does bind Quebec. Uh, and Quebec is entitled to use the provisions in it. Uh, I know some have said, well, isn't it hypocritical that they would use the notwithstanding clause when they, uh, when they uh, are also talking about the fact they didn't sign it, or that they would use the amending formula uh, within it to the extent that they can, given that they, yeah. um, they talk about not having signed it. But yeah. they are within the Constitution, um, despite these arguments about, uh, about them not having consented to it. Well, it's, yeah, I start to get a headache after a while when I when I consider all the things that they're doing and they have been doing. I, I mentioned yesterday that I walked uh, the shore of the Pacific Ocean uh, with Robert Barassa a week after the 1995 referendum on Quebec uh, independence or, or sovereignty. And he told me at the time that he brought in Bill 101 because it was his responsibility as premier to protect the French language. Um, Professor Newman, really quickly, does this open the door at all, for another province to say, well, tit for tat. Oh, I think it's an interesting precedent. I mean, Quebec's trying to be creative and uh, do what it can, um, and they, they're pressing, uh, are they over the limits or pressing against them? Other provinces could well um, decide to try to do the same sort of thing, um, so long as they can characterize it as something within a uh, within the scope of a provincial okay. constitution, um, they would be able to use the same amending formula, yes. Okay. If you want to hear more, subscribe to The Roy Green Show on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, or wherever you find your favorites. And if you like what you hear, leave us a review and tell a friend. 
I'm Roy Green. Have a great weekend.